0: allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a middle of the week celebration, the post-to-post Monday, the pre-pre-Friday, making it happen, getting you up and riled and ready to go for a whole nother afternoon broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you may be watching or listening, your millennial general reporting for duty. Boy, I tell you what, uh, I am here in the middle of the country, as I mentioned, in Wichita. And just in case for all our online listeners on the live audio streams or the video feeds through Opsland, if we go out, it's because we are having the wicked thunderstorm right now. And the, you might even hear the booming outside my window right now is if, if that's going on. The rain. I wish I could show the video. The rain is just coming down like crazy right now. And I love it. I love this weather. It energizes me. It gets me fired up. But if for some reason we lose connection, then you know why. You know why. Speaking about losing connection, I think the left has absolutely lost their connection to reality. Holy cow, man. It is totally absurd. It is out of this world, how crazy these guys are, this leak of the U.S. Supreme Court document on their opinion for the abortion case of bringing it back, not not making it illegal for an abortion, but saying, we shouldn't rule on it, we don't have an opinion on this, send it back down to the states because it's a state right Issue. They are losing their minds as if they're like being locked up in the gulag, never allowed to vote or show their face in public again because of how radical these positions are from the left wing ideologues. It's crazy. It is crazy. Now, I laugh at it because they're so oblivious and ignorant, but by golly, they have found their messaging for election season. As we've talked about so many times, like what are they going to run on? What's their campaign? What are they going to do for election season to show that they need to do something? They can't run on the economy. They can't run on gas prices. They can't run on the lack of a war or safety or security. They can't run on even the fact that we have food in the grocery store at a reasonable rate. They can't run on inflation rates. They can't run on Afghanistan. They can't run on the immigration issue. They got nothing. They got nothing. They can't even say that they, you know, passed the infrastructure plan, which they did. Okay, great. That's still not out because Pete Buttigieg is handling it horribly to get the money out to the states to do that issue. So they have nothing to run on at all. But they found it. They found their issue to rally the troops, to get people fired up emotionally, for them to go out, to cause the havoc, to burn down the streets in their peaceful protests, and for them to say that we're fighting for something. you got to remember the mindset of Democrats. They feel like, like many of my generation that are part of the activists and part of the, you know, we have as many genders as we want them to be sort of crowd, is that they need to feel like they have a purpose. And the only way for them to actually turn out and do something is for them to feel like they're changing the world because they have a purpose in life. Conservatives, yeah, we have a purpose in life. We want to change things. We want to preserve things. We want to do things great. But we have better things to do. Because we're so focused on the micro. If I can handle my family and be successful by surviving in this economy in this crazy time as a family, then I can help my neighbor do the same thing or a member of my family do the same thing. And if all of us are doing well, then the community does well, which means the state does well, which means the U.S. does well because it grows at the micro level. We are truly the grassroots individuals. They think we need to change the world by going to D.C. and causing havoc, and then it'll just trickle down because while they blame us for trickle-down economics, they're all about the trickle-down, baby. They love the bureaucratic administrative state overlording over everyone because then it trickles down on how we actually live our lives at the local level. The trickle-down politics of the Democrat Party is starting to crumble. The Supreme Court has now... Not officially, but in a first rough draft has said that abortion is not a human civil right, which has lost the minds of the left. And that it's a statewide issue that states should make their own decision based on this because there's nothing in the U.S. Constitution that guarantees the right for someone to go to a clinic and kill a living organism inside them. And they talk about the human rights and have it stay off my body. Where was that crowd for the last two years with COVID when they told us we had to get a vaccine and we had to wear masks and social distance? Where was that crowd? Well, you're affecting other people with COVID and you're not affecting other people with the abortion issue. It's a vicious hamster wheel cycle that I don't want to get down today. However, here's what I want to do is during the outlandish claims of the other side of the aisle where they're finding which – leads me more to believe that this has been staged with this leak. We all knew it. I mean, it was leaked. Why was it leaked? How could it have been leaked? It was the U.S. Supreme Court. Someone on the inside leaked it to rile the base of the Democrats to get it changed before it was official and for a campaign slogan for them to say, we're going to preserve those rights going into election season, which can I just say is a very radical position to say, I believe in abortion and that's what I'm going to campaign. I believe in the killing of infants and babies. That's what the campaign slogans are going to be on the radical left side of the aisle, thinking that's going to rally their base to turn out. That's crazy again. So I've collected a few of the audio clips over the last couple days on how the Democrats have handled themselves, and I put them in a somewhat odd order of the most outlandish to the most moderate uh, comments that have been made. And the first one, let's just run down these lists, shall we? Number one, which I have no clue why we even look to these individuals for political commentary. And whenever they say something political, it's in the headline news everywhere. But show of hands of anyone that actually pays attention to the view in any way, shape or form. Whoopi Goldberg came out yesterday when it came out about this issue saying this.
1: But I will tell you, this is my body and nobody you you know you got people telling me I gotta wear a mask or don't wear a mask or do this everybody wants to tell me what to do but you won't let me make my decision about my body you are not the person to make that decision my doctor and myself it is a hard awful decision that people make and if you don't have the wherewithal to understand that, to start this conversation with, I know how hard this must be for you. If you're starting it by telling me I'm gonna burn in hell, then you're not looking out for me as a human being, whether I subscribe to your religion or not. And that is not okay.
0: All right. She goes on to talk about how this is going to, you know, just the trickle down to getting rid of civil rights or some crap like that as well. How we're going to start banning rights for black people to vote and we're going to start getting rid of women's rights altogether to not show their face in public. And she just went down this whole tirade. Uh, it's stupid. I really wish she was that uh, adamant about my body and my choice when it came to the vaccines and the masks when we were saying that uh, if we didn't get vaccinated because we chose not to do so, then hey, you're an unvaxxed human being. I hope you die from the COVID virus. I hope that you know whatever stay away wear the mask get vaccinated that's what we heard for the last point as for like saying you're going to burn in hell yeah probably not the best way to start a conversation just throwing it out there but she's an idiot again that's number one on the most relaxed things that we've heard over the last couple days from the radical left who is losing their minds number two vice president kamala harris talking at a gala just yesterday
1: if the court overturns roe v Wade, it will be a direct assault on freedom on the fundamental right of self determination to which all americans are entitled those republican leaders who are trying to weaponize the use of the law against women will we say how dare they how dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body how dare they? How dare they try to stop her from determining her own future? How dare they try to deny women their rights and their freedoms?
0: Does anybody else agree with me that her screeching is even more annoying than Hillary Clinton's? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, that was, again, a tirade. That's where they stand. I don't mean to get into the semantics discussion on this, but if you have a choice and you're trying to take that quote-unquote choice away from women, isn't the choice made beforehand and not afterwards i I mean i I don't know just throwing that out there they don't like that conversation either because remember this is the side that doesn't like personal responsibility taking responsibility for action so we should be able to do anything we want to and even if it affects other people we should be able to choose that without any infringement upon us in any way shape or form that's how stupid the left is but uh, that's where they're at because they are self-centered narcissists that uh, don't care about anybody else and they're the ones in control of you, thinking that they're actually going to take care of you. Number two or number three on the list of absurd things said over the last couple of days. Again, back to the view for some wild, crazy reason. This is Joy Behar today on the show. The
1: other point I want to make, because I just want to say this, is that the world, uh, women in the world, have conducted sex strikes in history. In 2003, uh-huh. a sex strike, a strike helped, helped to end Liberia's brutal civil war, yes, and the dead. woman who charged, who started it, was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Yes. In 2009, Kenyan women enforced a sex ban until political infighting ceased. Within one week, uh-huh. there was a stable government. Okay, so we have more power than we think we have, and some of it could be right in the bedroom. Just saying. A sex strike. And what a perfect method and
0: weapon for the exact topic we're talking about. The exact weapon. Weaponizing adult activities for the political gain of doing whatever we want to do. Uh, I mean, Joy, if you want to do a sex strike, all the power to you, darling. (laughs) I mean, not sure anybody's going to be lacking on that one except for yourself. But uh, even if, well, never mind. So... Joy Behar now advocating for the sex strike. See how well that works out. Good luck. Good luck on your campaign. I mean, you're free to do whatever you want to. And I'm sure that there will be some radicals on your side of the aisle that will try to use that as well. Because it's not about, you know, emotional intimacy or about a connection. It's just about political willpower on whether you allow someone to be with you or not. Which I'm sure no one really wants to be with Joy Behar. But nonetheless, that's the other use that Democrats are trying to use. And finally... Our number four absurd thing said over the last day or two was today during a speech from none other than our president of the United States, our great fearless leader, Mr. Joe Biden. Oh, well, that got struck down. Griswold
2: was thought to be a bad decision by Bork, and my guess is the guys on the Supreme Court now. What happens if you have a state changes the law saying that? That, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children. There it is! Is that, there is that is. legit under the way the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history.
0: The most extreme political organization that has ever existed in the history of America is the MAGA crowd. The most extreme! Again, This goes up there with the you're a deplorable, you cling to your guns and Bibles, you're a bunch of hicks in the middle of the country that has a low IQ without a college degree that doesn't know how to survive. You are the most extreme political organization in the history of the United States. Not the KKK that's a branch of the Democrat Party to try and keep slavery intact. Not the Jim Crow laws from the Democrats that tried to actually keep minorities down and locked in in their nice little glass ceiling there to keep them uh, at bay and separate, but equal sort of thing not the radical democrats that have burnt down half the cities not the antifa members that have actually taken over parts of cities and blockaded them to start their own civilization no you as the maga crowd are the most extreme political organization in the history of the united states by telling people they shouldn't kill their babies or at least that it should be done at the statewide level as opposed to a federal law of protection there it is That's where we're at nowadays. And then, of course, taking it to the other extreme. So, what else are they going to get rid of rights of, like, women to be able to show their face in public? Anything. The desperation continues to try and rally their base to turn out to the voting booths. And it's not working, at least so far. Will this one work? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
2: bring some reason into your
0: day this is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier you are by far the most radical political organization most extreme political organization in US American history and Joe Biden wants you to know it You are the radical guy. That's why he is the most absurd audio clip that we've seen so far. Is this going to work? I mean, I know that they... Look, I, I listen to heavier music and I, I like to use this as an example. I use I listen to heavier music. I like my heavier bump music. My my listen to that I listen to in the car is a little bit on the heavier edge. Some people laugh at me for it. Some people actually enjoy it. I'm sure that we have more metal heads that listen to talk radio in this program than any other program on in the country, which I'm proud of and I love that. And we try to appeal to, you know, all different demographics, whether they enjoy that or not. But uh, I have talked to some other people who say, Andy, Uh, you take things to another level. You dial the notch up to 10. You're not open to subtle messages that come through or if you're feeling ill or if you're hurting somewhere. You don't necessarily feel it in you because – You have to dial the notch up in order for you to feel anything. You dial the notch up to a 10 or an 11 to the extreme, obviously with the music that you listen to. And if you would dial it back a little bit, then you would actually feel more subtle things, you know, that go on. If you're feeling ill, if you feel an illness coming on, if you feel hurt somewhere, because you don't you kind of blocked out the subtle things that are going on in yourself. Democrats have definitely taken this to another level as well. Because they don't just go to the rational level of hey we need to try and fight for human rights which abortion is like the opposite of a human right but they don't just say hey we need to fight for human rights and go about our thing and okay you know what we're good let's try and preserve what we have here no they have to dial the notch up and up and up to the point to where when they lose at all they're the temper tantrum. pre-teens that have completely just melted down because they have no clue how to handle their hormones in a very vulnerable state, which is why, you know, you have shootings uh, of Republicans at a baseball field and congressional leaders. Remember that one? That wasn't a Republican. That was a Bernie Sanders Democrat who hated Republicans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, not all talk about that, though. That's right. That's right. We have radicalism that burns down half the streets with the protests because either it is the way we think or it is nothing at all because we are the truth. And the light now, according to the progressives, here's the latest one, which I'm sure you've heard over the day today as well, where a man is charged. Twenty three year old man, according to the Daily Mail, charged with attacking stand up comedian Dave Chappelle as he was attacked. uh, The attacker had a knife on him and a replica gun where he jumped on stage while they were setting up the set, tackled him. Dave Chappelle and tried to attack him because he was upset about uh, the attacks on the woke crowd that Dave Chappelle, as a stand-up comedian, has attacked about the LGBTQ crowd and about the transgenderism, where, obviously, as a stand-up comedian, pokes fun at current uh, topical issues and current events and really goes after certain things to make you think about things. But if you make a joke about it in any way, shape or form, the woke mob, and I hate using the term woke. I hate it. That's supposed to be for a spiritual and religious term because you have awoken. you can be connected to God, you're closer to God. It's actually a very good term. On the political stage, like usual, they try to abuse it and bastardize it by saying it's for a political purpose on the left side of the aisle. No, you're not woke. You're just an idiot. Sorry. That's just the way it is. But the quote unquote political woke mob activists are upset with dave chappelle obviously for the comments that he's made about transgenderism about the lgbtq crowd so instead of just taking the joke haha i'm just not going to listen to you and go about my day no no how dare you say these things i now will physically assault you because i absolutely hate you we saw how many people during the last four years get attacked because they wore maga hats have them flipped off have them attacked have people pour things on them have them just physically attack them because of the red hat that individuals wore. We are the most, according to Joe Biden, remember, we are the most radical, extreme political organization in the history of the United States. When I hate to play that card, but honestly, MAGA crowds and people that wear the hat have been the victims of society and abuses and attacks and physical assaults over the last four years, five years aren't we the i'm not going to say that we're a victim i hate being a victim and i'm never going to admit of being a victim but haven't we been victimized to some degree for wearing those hats kind of but we're the extreme ones remember we're so extreme that we take uh, attack dave Chappelle for his political view in a comedy set to try and trigger other individuals oh wait that was on the other side of the aisle because they can't handle it just imagine what they're going to do with this abortion issue
2: the voice of reason with andy
0: hoosier
2: When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. We are
0: all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, however you may be watching, listening to the program, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason, common sense rationale, into that 5-pound bag. It's a very difficult task, by the way. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through already, so your favorite out of the different clips we've said The meltdowns from the left, the attempt to, to try and rally their bases on the left side of the aisle based on this leaking of the opinion piece from the U.S. Supreme Court on abortion. I mean, come on, we're just the radicals. Oh, no, that got but, struck down. We
2: are the radicals. It was, all come was on. thought to be a bad decision by Bork, Borkin. Uh, my guess is the guys on the Supreme Court now. What happens if you have a state ch- change the law saying that that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children. Is that, is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history.
0: We are the most extreme, extreme political organization in the history of the United States. Boy, I tell you what, that's fun. Let's get into what's trending. What are you saying? What's trending today? Talking about representing the younger crowd, getting us involved, making us uh, turn out to vote, and actually showing our representation at the federal level and at the statewide levels as well. Excited to have this guy in the program. He is a candidate for the great state of Oregon, governor's candidate. And we have a lot of listeners, by the way, in Oregon with uh, the show and podcast and everything else. But uh, the man himself, candidate, uh, gubernatorial candidate for the great state of Oregon. You can find him online at merit22.com. But Brandon Merritt, online with us here. Brandon, how are you, my friend?
3: I'm doing very well. How are you?
0: I am living the dream. I appreciate you coming on the show. Did you know, as conservatives, we are the most extreme political organization in the history of the country. I mean, wow. That takes, like, the whole deplorables thing to another level there, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, I think uh, it's uh, beyond, uh, one, frustrating to hear uh, people talk that way. Uh, The way I look at it is, You have the Democratic Party where at one point we had a president that said, ask not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. That certainly doesn't represent the Democratic Party. And uh, all this is a uh, false narrative, uh, even within the Republican Party here in Oregon.
0: Yeah, it is said. Now, you have a definite challenge there in Oregon, obviously, with Portland and with the Antifa members and all the radical stuff that we've seen over the last couple of years in the state. Talk about for a second the politics in Oregon, and is it just kind of centralized in that Portland area? I know there's a lot of conservatives out there as well, but I mean, how much of a voice do Republicans have, and is it getting louder in the state?
3: It's a great question. The The reality is, uh, and it's not different than, than a lot of other uh, states, we're driven and policy is driven by the most highly densely populated areas like Portland. Uh, those policies have proven themselves now over close to a four-decade period to uh, fail uh, miserably. And uh, that's why we see this the spike and in increase in uh, crime, drug usage. Uh, the Republican Party in Oregon is also challenged. Um, and here's why I say that. You've got uh, the Democratic uh, leadership that's been quite effective for 37 years, and then you have the Republican Party. So I am an elected delegate, the youngest in Deschutes County, for the Republican Party. So I see what goes on internally. Um, We continue to die on hills that we've already died on. We continue to fight issues we've already lost on. Uh, We desperately need, especially here in Oregon, to get on the offense and stop responding to the Democratic leadership narrative. Mm.
0: Republicans have a bad tendency at doing that. Really, not just in the state of Oregon, but all over the country. Have it. We've had a bad imaging problem and camp uh, PR problem for a long time. Where it's always been, we're scared of our own shadow. We, when we have political power, we end up going weak at the knees because we have threats of whatever the Democrats are trying to do. And then we try to talk tough when, when we're in the minority. But we don't take advantage of it when we're in the majority because we end up getting too scared. We saw it during the first year of Trump's administration, uh, before his midterms, where we couldn't get anything done. We're scared. We continue, as you mentioned, to die on the same hills. And we don't change the PR narrative to win over more people and try a different tactic.
3: We do not. That's 100% accurate. And and the, the reality is that uh, our messaging uh, has not uh, changed in I tell constantly, uh, internally with the party, that we evolving as a party is not compromising. I consider myself to be uh, fiscally conservative and socially tolerant, meaning on the social issues, I don't judge the things that I don't understand. That being said, um, I won't indoctrinate an entire younger generation because of what 1% of uh, folks are dealing with. But you can still meet those those social issues with compassion. We certainly don't have to throw out uh, a number of, of uh, different uh, judgment, and, and uh, it's it's been something that's plagued us for an uh, incredibly long time. And, and being 33 now, I had my uh, birthday yesterday, uh, I, I don't understand why, uh, especially the fact that Oregon has non-affiliated voters, which is separate. Uh, than a lot of other states, if you're a registered independent, that's a party here in Oregon. The non-affiliated voter is the largest registered base currently for the first time in Oregon history, out of 2.8 million registered voters. Wow! So obviously, our message is not gaining traction, and a number of people are showing their dissatisfaction from the Democrats.
0: Yeah, that's a big telltale sign. And by the way, happy belated birthday. We're the same age here, so representing that millennial generation. That's what we're all about here. But you're right. There was a book a few years back called Reclaiming Conservatism that really told conservatives to stay away from discussing social issues and i think that's where we've made a really big mistake is not addressing social issues but we've done it in the wrong way as well because in some ways we've tried and the abortion issue i guess is a good example of it at the federal level right now where it's tried to be using the same tactics as democrats as an overbearing message as opposed to the conservative principle of, you know what, you do your thing and I do my thing. I don't care about a lifestyle. I don't care about a personal choice. Do I agree with it? No. Will I teach my kids that? No. But it's better to live by example on the local family level as opposed to trying to do uh, legislation at a grand federal level and and use an umbrella decision. This decision from the Supreme Court brings stuff like that back down to the states, which is why so many people are so foreign to this concept because especially social issues – as you mentioned, it's really lead by example in your own community. Not use the right. overbearing power of government.
3: It, I I agree with you a hundred percent, and and I think that uh, it's interesting. You know, yes, I am a millennial, but if you want to go even to to Gen Z, um, there's a very conservative uh, uh, movement happening uh, in that generation as well. I would say uh, way more conservative than uh, millennials. Yeah. The, the the social issues are uh, crippling to the Republican Party because, um, one, to your point earlier, uh, I'm not going to change my messaging that I'm a a man of faith, and that's my background, uh, that's uh, my own choice. I don't impose that upon anyone else. Um, When thinking about uh, things like the LGBTQ plus community, my message is, as a straight white man, uh, if I was seeking the acceptance of everyone, I would carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. And I think both of you and I would agree we would be uh, wildly disappointed with the result of that. But yet everyone, not only are they, they seeking that acceptance, we're actually seeing policy put into place that, you know, we could have talked about CRT and equity 10 years ago. Maybe someone would have said that was a conspiracy theory. But we're, we're trying to uh, cultivate an environment where we're forcing uh, these issues at uh, – The the highest extremes. Not only will you accept them, we're going to teach you about them. It's the biggest uh, government overreach I've ever seen in in my lifetime. and, And maybe you would agree in your lifetime as well.
0: I completely agree with you on that. One. We're talk with Brandon Merritt, candidate for uh, gubernatorial candidate for the state of Oregon. You can find him at merit22.com. we got just a couple of minutes left with you here, Brandon, but let's talk about uh, Oregon right now. Obviously, you guys being on the West Coast with COVID lockdown stuff, supply chain issues. Are ports opening back up in your state? Are things getting somewhat back to normal? And are you guys feeling the pinch like everyone else when it comes to 8.5% inflation rates? We're, we're certainly uh, feeling the pinch
3: uh as everyone else is. Um no, we're, we're not uh back to, to business as usual, which even if we were, uh let's be honest, the economy in Oregon was scaling way before the uh the pandemic. But um the the reality is is that uh with inflation, with the fact that half of our economy is fifty is percent government jobs, um we're We're probably ranked last uh, in almost every uh, major issue. And if we're ranking uh, in the top two, it's for all the wrong reasons.
0: (laughs) Of course. Of course. Yeah, I feel bad for you guys watching what's going on, because, I mean, being so close to California and some of these progressive policies, you guys definitely get the brunt of it. We got just about a minute left here, but how's the campaign going so far? Being so young, what's been the response from some constituents and voters of you running for governor in the state?
3: It's, it, so it started off with a lot of uh, pushback. Um, I think there's, there's been a number of people that are now recognizing the campaign and myself uh, are to be taken very seriously. We're reaching roughly about a million people a week on social media, average age range 18 to 34. Wow. Um, I describe it as uh, we need to make Oregon whole again. And I'm your happy warrior, uh, meaning that I hold true to my uh, conservative values, but we uh, cannot ask. Conservatives to engage in the Republican Party if we cannot prove our effectiveness. So I've been blown away. It's probably been one of the best experiences, hands down, in in my life. I'm I'm, my background's more in the corporate world, but uh, I've hit 33 of 36 counties. I've only got three more to go, Um, and there's not one county that is the same. Uh, We do have a, a rural part of Oregon, eastern Oregon, especially that is incredibly conservative. And this one uh, blanketed policy solution uh, is plaguing our ag community. It's plaguing our small businesses. And it desperately, we're in need of someone that can address uh, not only uh, those issues, but maybe look at it from a standpoint of, this is really a a servant's role, uh, leading the state and we got to do a better job of working on a local level I and love that's it. what i want
0: to do i love it you can use the handle hashtag merit based it's brandon merit merit 22.com is the website brandon good luck on the campaign trail brother let's get you back on the show again real soon i love it thank you andy hey appreciate it lots more coming up on the show stay here the voice of reason with andy Hoosier.
2: Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
1: The other point I want to make, because I just want to say this, is that the world, uh, women in the world have conducted sex strikes in history. In 2003, Uh a sex strike strike helped helped to end Liberia's brutal civil war. And the woman who charged, who started it, was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. In 2009, Kenyan women enforced a sex ban until political infighting ceased. Within one week, Uh there was a stable government. Uh Okay. we have more power than we think we have. And some of it could be right in the bedroom. Just saying. A sex strike? And what a perfect that can be quite method effective. and weapon for the exact topic we're talking about. <laughs> the
0: perfect method and a weapon for the topic. And, and these individuals are sick, man. The left side of the aisle, they just they don't they don't care. Nothing's uh, emotional. Nothing's intimate. Nothing's a connection. Nothing's energetic. It's just hey, hey, it's sex. Why not? Let's just you know cut it off and just do a strike. I mean, go for it. I'm sure the ones that are going to be striking. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just not going to say. I mean, this is wild how far that they take things to the extreme because they, I mean, I guess that would be a good thing, right? We're, the whole point for us on the conservative side is if you stop doing the relations like that and then getting an unwanted pregnancy and then having an abortion, I guess if you just don't, that's been the whole point that we've been trying to say from the beginning, isn't it? I mean, right? If you don't want a kid, then take the personal responsibility and make the choice beforehand, not after, and choose either not to do so or use the protection and then still take the risk and know that there is a risk. There's a thing in the world called consequence to an action. An action, reaction, cause, effect. I know it's a very, very complicated thing for democrats to understand with their level of IQ it's kind of like trying to explain physics to an ant i know democrats don't quite understand the concept of cause and effect action reaction it's a very complicated thing we'll have to do a course maybe we'll do a voice or reason uh you know just satire informational piece on explaining what cause and effect actually means to some but that's where we're at in the world right now which is crazy but again this is all political they know what they're saying they know it's just you know a bunch of hate spewing out across uh and, re- and just spewing out nonsense but that's what really riles up democrats and their voting base going into an election season because i have nothing else to run on uh Joe Biden is trying right now to talk about how good the economy actually is, according to the Associated Press, saying that he is paying down the deficit with the record number of tax revenue coming into the state. And by the way, uh, thanks again to Brandon Merritt coming on the program, a gubernatorial candidate for the state of Oregon. Great guy. Did you notice the young generation, millennials, were the ones starting to take these roles of leadership and politics starting to make our voice heard obviously my voice has been on the radio for years although not quite as big as some you have people like ben shapiro who's about my age but way bigger than me and uh i'll get to him one of these days i will beat him in the ratings and listenership one of these days that is that's my promise because i'm just a fun competitive kind of guy but he's a great important value to the conservative movement as well along with many other young Uh, voices charlie kirk another one that's a great young conservative voice that needs to be heard now brandon Merritt running for governor in oregon we have uh, young kids that are starting to run for congressional seats running for legislative seats and i say kids because i don't know why i mean we're adults we're in our mid-30s now so we're actually adults it's just sad that my generation doesn't even recognize again on the other side of the aisle doesn't recognize that they're an adult until like the age of 30 like oh hey i guess like this whole like adult thing should actually start coming into play now <laughs> but us as the younger adults-ish, even though I don't feel it at times, we're starting to take the leadership roles in politics. Politics is going to start steering our direction, and we're going to have a larger say of what's going on in the political realm here relatively soon. Unfortunately, the ones that have made the first Messages in our generation have not been the brightest ones, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, where she just says, you know, the president can use an executive order, sign, and just get rid of student loan debt, and boom, there it is. You can win a whole new generation of voters, which I find hilarious while the Biden administration says that they're paying off the deficit with record tax revenue. Now, let's remind you for a second, they're getting record tax revenue because the inflation is so high that the taxes on the higher-priced goods, even before the tax rate kicks in, makes more money actually coming in. Are we doing well on jobs? We're doing decent on jobs, so employment taxes and and uh, income taxes are going up as well. But record number amount of money coming into the government still record money going out of the government being paid as well he says we're paying off deficit which really isn't true and then he wants to talk about getting rid of student loan debt and doing forgiveness which will fall back onto the taxpayers and jacking up our overall debt they're talking out of two sides of their mouth and it's ironic to watch them squirm so again they fall back on the emotional argument of we're getting rid of human rights by allowing uh, abortion at the federal level not at the state levels that still choose to do it just the federal level because it should be done at a statewide level choice. Oh, how they twist themselves in pretzels, and it's fun to watch them do so. Back at it tomorrow for a whatever tomorrow is. I forget what today is. The Thursday, the pre-Friday, we're back at it then. Until then, everybody have a great day. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.